Good evening, everybody. Thank you for coming and joining us tonight. We're glad that you could spend a few minutes with us at Spirit of Grace Church, coming from my basement office at home. And uh, we're thankful that we can take a few minutes to look into the Word of the Lord together. And uh, we're thankful that we can uh, gather and even across the airwaves, uh, we can feel the presence of the Lord together. I uh, just want to remind everybody of a couple of things that are happening at Spirit of Grace Church. Uh, we are moving forward with our Christmas concert on December 5th and 6th. Uh, it'll be Saturday evening the 5th and Saturday afternoon the 6th. Uh, but we are asking you to go to spiritofgracechurch.org and purchase your tickets for $5. Uh, we want to do everything to stay safe and with the uh, COVID situation. So we want so, uh, social distancing and the face mask. But part of that is uh, being able to control the amount of people that we have. And so we are selling tickets this year. We have a hundred person limit for each service, which is well below the 50% capacity. So we're excited about that. We want you to come and join us. Again, spiritofgracechurch.org. And you can just follow the prompts to purchase your tickets. And once you purchase your tickets online, uh, we automatically have your name and you'll have a, cert re a seat reserved for uh, either the 5th or the 6th. So we're thankful for that. I also want to take this moment uh, to thank all of our veterans for their service to our country, uh, to making it to where we can do this, even online, and then when we're together to be able to worship the Lord freely. Uh, Jesus is the one that brings freedom, true freedom. The Bible says, whom the Son has set free is free indeed. And uh, we're thankful for all of the men and women that have stood for that freedom that the Lord gives us as a, an American country, the greatest country in the world. And you have paid the ultimate sacrifice and served our country in order for us to have the freedom that I believe God wants us to have. And so uh, we want to, as a church, and personally, we want to just say thank you to all of those that have served in our armed forces. We're so thankful and honored that you have given of that sacrifice to allow us to do what we do. Praise God. Praise God. It's a, a good day to be alive. It's a good day to know Jesus. And uh, I'm excited about what God is doing in service on Sunday. We felt, in fact, one gentleman walked out of the service and looked at me and says, I felt it shaking. There is a spiritual shaking that's happening. There's a tremendous move of God that is going on, hopefully not just in our church, but all churches that are seeking and asking him to move and we're thankful for what God is doing and how he's moving and uh, we believe very strongly that in the middle of everything that's going on in the world with this pandemic and the heaviness that it has uh, caused in people's lives and having to readjust different aspects of our life whether it be school whether it be you know all the online things gathering together uh, I'm still glad that we're all of one spirit. And the Bible says where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them. And I know I've got a couple of people on Zoom, so we've got two or three. So I believe that Jesus is amongst us, even though we're not together personally tonight. Uh, and so we want to look to the word of the Lord for a few minutes and just begin to talk about some things that I feel the Lord laid on my heart this afternoon. And that is, I want to talk a little bit about faith. A little bit about faith. Uh, I'm reading from Hebrews chapter 11, which is widely considered the, the Hall of Faith chapter. There's a long list of, of people that responded by faith and God uh, 
provided for them uh, the next st stage in their life and a victory and allows us to even reference back to this. But before he even really got into all the individuals, the writer of Hebrews starts the, the chapter by saying, Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Uh, in the New Living, it says it this way, Faith is the confidence that, of, for, uh, that what we hope for will actually happen. It gives us assurance about things we cannot see. And uh, I believe that faith is a vastly misunderstood concept today, and I want to address some of those issues with you because I believe God... There's a, there's a passage, I believe it's in the book of Matthew, that says, when the Lord returns, will he find faith? Will he find people of faith? Will he find active, active faith? Will he find people that are willing to operate in a confidence in the knowledge of who he is and what he can do? And so I believe that if we're going to get to a place where we understand what faith is, uh, or to be people of faith, we need to understand really what faith is, and I believe that it's been misunderstood for a lot of years, and uh, so I want to just share with you what I, what I feel God is speaking to me about faith. There's a lesson that I teach, I uh, have for several years, called the seven manifestations of faith, and how God uh, allows different expressions of the faith that is given to us, if you will, historical faith, saving faith, different aspects of faith that apply to us in different ways. And uh, I'm not teaching that lesson tonight, although it, it's a viable lesson, but I want to go beyond the lesson of the different kinds of faith that we express to the concept of the actual meaning of faith. Um, for The reason why I do that is verse 6 in, in Hebrews chapter 11, and I'm reading from the New Living, translation it says it is impossible to please god without faith okay my goal in life is to please god i want god to be pleased by my thoughts my actions my words everything about me everything that i am all of my philosophy i want to please god and the bible says unless i uh, have faith um, i can't please him without faith it's impossible to please god which means that if I really want to please him, I better make sure of what faith is and how I've applied it to my life. And the Bible goes on to say in verse 6, anyone who wants uh, to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely uh, seek him. I believe that the concept of faith has been so distorted that people have misunderstood because I've been in churches where I have heard it stated, if you just have enough faith, this, 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 and this will happen. Or, or if you just, just do it by faith, just step out in faith. Just, well, what does that really mean? And um, I, I believe it has caused confusion because it's almost become where the concept of faith has become a candy stick to get God to do what we want him to do. And to try to twist his arm if we just, you know, get enough faith built up that God can't help but to do something well, I've got a secret for you. God can do whatever he wants to do, when he wants to do it. And so our faith does not, um, the, our faith does not make it dependent upon God to act. God will act if he wants to act. Our faith gives him a release or a license to do whatever he wants, not just what we want. And so we read that scripture at the beginning. We, 
you know, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the confidence of the hope that something will actually happen, that hope doesn't come from us. That hope comes from God. And so what really is being said in this passage is that faith is the substance of the things that God has revealed of himself and how he works and how he operates and what he does. And if we have that understanding of what he does and we place our confidence and our trust in what God can do and has revealed that he will do, then it's going to, we can stand on that. That gives us substance and it gives us a hope of glory. I believe that, um, I don't know about you, but I've heard it said, you know, if you just have enough faith, God's going to heal you. If you just have enough faith, God's going to deliver you. If you just have enough faith, whatever the, you're going to, you're going to become wealthy, you're going to prosper. Okay. Well, my problem with that is, is then you're, then you're putting your blessings are dictated by your faith and the problem is, is that's not what God says. God says in verse 6 that faith is what pleases him, not what pleases us. Uh, if we are going to be a people of faith, we are going to please God, not necessarily please flesh. Our flesh will be pleased because God is being pleased. But just, uh, it's like, you know, if I just build up my faith enough, God's going to get me a new truck or a new car or a new home or or a new job. And uh uh, that's that's not really the the way that uh, faith should be expressed. Faith is God. I'm going to trust you whether or not I get a new car, a new truck, or a new home, or a new job. I, I'm going to believe in you no matter what. And then what that means is that I can hold on to the promises that God has already given in His Word or given to me personally. I can stand on those promises. You know, we sang an old hymn growing up, standing on the promises of God, my Savior, and. Uh, I always liked that song because it wasn't the promises of mom and dad. It wasn't the promises that were given to me by somebody else, but it was the promises of God. And uh, so as faith has become something that uh, means different, different things to many different people. And it's, it's I think, become distorted. And, and, and I believe this, that faith is something that foundation that, that its foundation is found in perspective. And here's what I mean by that. The Bible says that, well, let me back up just a second, because one of the things that I, I, has caused people some problems is because they, they, they have displaced the concept of grace and faith. The Bible says this, for by grace are you saved, that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. But it doesn't just say that. That's what we hear oftentimes. The Bible says this, For by grace are you saved through faith. That not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. It's through faith. Faith is the activation uh, of God's grace in your life. You cannot activate God's grace in your life until you have faith. Because grace works through faith. And so we have to identify what faith is. And I'll just give you a blanket definition of what faith is, faith is the ultimate dependent dependence and trust on something or someone. In the case of life, our ultimate dependence or confidence in God. And so the way we access grace is we identify that God is the one that's in charge. That's why in verse 6, we must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. It's very important that we understand that uh, to to the faith is the expression that we understand that God is real, 
that God is true, that God is righteous, that God is real, that he is uh, operating amongst us. And when we come to that conclusion, that releases the grace that God has into our lives. And so we have to go even back further than that to identify how do we get to a place where we can say we have faith? How do we get to a place where we can say, I have ultimate confidence and, and trust in, for this, in this instance, in God? How do I get to that? Well, the Bible says it this way in Romans chapter uh, 12, verse 2. He says, uh, he says it this way. Where'd it go? There it is. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. There has to be the foundation of faith is a change in the way you think. Uh, it, it's the reason why several times in scripture, the Lord will ask or somebody will ask, oh, ye of little faith or or why could you not have faith or a person of great faith? Well, where does that come from? That comes from the way that they think. It comes from their perspective on who they are placing their trust and confidence in. It's very important that you get this tonight because uh, faith is not an emotional thing. Um, sometimes we think that if we can just build the faith up, that if we can just get excited about something, that that's faith. That we can, if we can just get the emotions flowing in us, and then we can release that faith in our situation, and God promises that he's going to do it if we just have enough faith. Well, faith is not an emotion, because emotion is relegated to circumstance. Uh, and, and what I mean by that is our emotions... Uh, operate or respond to the circumstances around us. So if you're having a good day, your emotions may be high and it may be joyful and it may be happy and you maybe uh, have a smile on your face. But if it hasn't been such a good day, your emotions may give you a little bit of despair and a little bit of uh, of depression even and, and things of that nature. And in that case, your smile is not very strong and you're not very happy and you're a little bit grouchy. And so your emotions are play are played by or directed by the circumstances of your life. But faith is not an emotion. Faith is a decision to place your confidence and your trust in somebody that's bigger than your situation or your circumstance. And in order to do that, you have to have the proper perspective of who you're placing that faith or trust in. I believe that God is somebody that we can be faithful to, that we can have faith in, that we can trust not because of all of the blessings that he has blessed us with, but because of who he is, because of who he has shown himself to be and how he has chosen to operate in his, in his co communication, if you will, or communion, friendship, fellowship with his creation. God has been faithful every step of the way. And whether the times are good or whether the times are not good, God has proven himself to still be God and still be in control. And when that, when we can change, let him change our mind to see that our perception of him changes, our perspective gets adjusted. And when our perspective adjusts, then we can say, it doesn't really matter what's going on around us and what I'm dealing with in the circumstance of my life. I know 
that God is true, he's real, he is faithful, and so I will trust him. I can place that confidence in him, that trust in him. That is what true faith is. Um, I, I'm reminded of the story of David and uh, Uzziah who came home, uh, or Uriah, who came home from the battlefield to be with his wife, uh, called by David, and then David because he of David's sin and David's uh, corruption at the time, David sends him back to the front line of battle. And he takes his death sentence with him. Uh, now, I don't know that he understood exactly what it was, but he didn't care. He was going at the, at the behest of the king and uh, carried his own death sentence, didn't know what the circumstances were. He just knew that if David wanted him at the front line, that's where he was going to be, and he lost his life for it. That's what faith in something or a confidence in something. He had a confidence in King David that King David would do. Uh, and so my, my question to you is, do you have enough faith to answer the king? If the king asks you go to, to go to the front line, if the king asks you to do different things, and that, that means different things to different people. Um, I've never felt the call of God to go outside of the country of America. Uh, the United States of America. I've never felt called to a mission field uh, per se, a foreign mission field, I should say. Uh, I, I've, I've never felt that call, but I've got friends of mine that have been called into uh, areas of the world that does not promote necessarily safety. Uh, they don't have the same uh, uh, amenities as we're used to. They go sometimes without running water. Sometimes they're living in villages that don't have, uh, you know, they can't just pick up and go down to McDonald's. Uh, they can't do what they want to do. They've, they've got to fit within the system that's there. And, uh, and so what they're doing is God has called them to a place, and they have placed their confidence that God knows what they're doing with them. And so they've responded by going to these areas of the world that need God, that need the Lord, and... Uh, they are going there because God has called them and asked them to do that. God's never called me and asked me to do that. He's called me and asked me to come to Coon Rapids. And because of that, my heartbeat is for Coon Rapids and the surrounding area of Coon Rapids, really the, the central part of Minnesota here. We want to do be, be as effective as we can. And we've had to pay a different price than some of those that go into the foreign mission field. And, and one sacrifice isn't necessarily greater than the other. Uh, but this is what is true. God is the one that's calling all of us. And so if I'm faithful, if I want to, to please him, my faith originates in the fact that this is where God wants me. This is what God wants me to be doing. And, and it really comes down to that with you and God himself. Are you being the person that God wants you to be? Are you doing your very best? Because that's where your faith will originate from is your perspective of what God is calling you to or desiring of you in order to be. We have a saying at our church. Uh, it's our mission statement. We want to be spirit-filled, spirit-led, and Christ-like. Well, when, when we begin to become Christ-like, God is calling us really to a life of faith. Because if anybody was a portrait of faith in the world, it was Jesus Christ. Uh, he, he lived his life based on the faith and the confidence of who he was. And I've often said that the biggest problem that we've ever had as people uh, usually comes down to, when you boil it all down, is 
We're not confident in our relationship with the Lord. You can be confident in who God is in your life. Uh, whether somebody disagrees with you, puts you down, rejects you, turns their back on you because of your following and your communion with Christ, Christ is the one that should be receiving your faith because he's the only one that's worthy of it. He is somebody that you can put your confidence and trust in. So I also find it that revealing to me that faith is, uh, it's listed as a noun, but it's an active noun. It's almost a verb. It's a response to, to what's going on in you. Here's another reason why I believe that it all starts with the transformation of the way we think or the perspective that we hold. Because the Bible says this, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Or another way of saying that is our expressions come from that which is on the inside. And so the Bible also says it this way, delight thyself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. He'll put desires there for you. And when those desires are in your heart, they will begin to come out. And those are the expressions of your perspective of what God is doing in you. Thus, they are the expression of your faith. And, and so faith isn't just a name it and claim it type mentality, but faith is the bedrock of your trust in him. And if your heart and your mind have found that place of trust in him, it will express itself. And when it expresses itself, it is expressing itself as faith. And so that's why when you act or express your trust in what God has spoken to you, you are stepping out in faith. You're really, you're really expressing what God has already spoken into your life. And, and so let me just give you an example. In the midst of your chaos, if you express peace and joy, it doesn't change what's going on around you. That's still a terrible situation, that's probably, but what, what's really happening is your perspective has changed, your heart has changed, and you have a confidence that God is in control of whatever you're in, or dealing with, and so your expression then is God's in control. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. I know that God knows what, what I'm dealing with, and he's going to protect me and keep me and guide me. And so it, it's really what it comes, uh, faith is kind of like the concept of the peace that God gives us, peace that passes understanding. Peace is not the absence of trouble or the absence of the storm. Peace is the calm in the middle of the storm. So the waves are big, but the but your spirit is calm. That's peace. Well, that doesn't happen on an emotional level because on the emotional level, the waves will overwhelm us. But on a faith level, on a perspective, mind, heart level, what you get is, I know God is still in control. And even though the waves are big, I know he can walk on water. And so I'm just going to be calm. That's the expression of faith. And so tonight, I want to encourage you to find faith in him, because when you begin to please him, you will then begin to see God begin to move. Um, I, I want to uh, give you another definition of faith that I find very interesting. It's from the study Bible that I'm reading. It is simply this. Faith is the acting on what God has revealed about his will and character. Faith is the uh, acting on what God has revealed about his will and his character. So when you get to the point where you, where we say, you know, love your enemy as yourself, it's hard for us to love our enemy, but God's character and his actions have proven that. 
when his enemies were facing him at Calvary, when he got on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. He wasn't just talking about the disciples. He wasn't just talking about his mother. He was talking about the very soldiers were that, that were at his feet, casting lots for his garments that had just put the nails in his hands. He was saying that for Pilate and Herod and for all of the Sadducees and Pharisees. He was saying, Father, forgive them. What was he really doing? What we, he was doing is he was going beyond the measure of the physical, and he was stepping into the spiritual. And when you and I get that within us, it's the action or the activity that God has already revealed his will. His will is that we should love all people. And when we do so, we are expressing the faith that he has placed in us. And so it becomes something that we are using as a tool to express God not to get our way. Okay, and, and, and because we're not going to always get our way. That, that's not how God operates. God doesn't operate by pleasing us. We operate by pleasing him. And sometimes that means we have to give something up in order for him to be pleased. But whenever we give something up for him, he's going to give it back to us in some way, shape, or form. But when we give it up to him, he may be taking that which we've given up and placed it in the life of somebody else so that they can find him to be very personal in their life. And then God is well pleased. It goes on to say that the confidence of faith is based on the God who fulfills his promises. I have confidence or I can be confident and trust. I can express my faith in a God who keeps his promises. He has not ever given up or he's not ever failed on one of his promises. Uh, to the point where he even promised, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. There has been time and time again that if I am missing one of the promises of God, I have to take a very close look because it usually means that I have stepped away from the ultimate promise of his word. But if I stay close to him, if I seek him, if I ask for him, if I knock on the door, he says, ask, knock, and, or ask, seek, and knock, and it all shall be open to you, and you'll find him, and, and you'll get what you need from him because you're constantly at the, door, uh, the doorway of his mercy and his grace. And so he's always kept his promises. The reason why I can have faith in him, and when I have faith in him, uh, then grace is, is, it begins to move. And uh, it's the reason why people say, well, you just have to trust him uh, uh, or have faith in him and you'll be saved. Well, that's partially true, I suppose, but it's really the bedrock of it. He that believeth that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. That's all of us have to get to that place. You cannot find Jesus until you say, I believe that you're really real. And so the foundation of our salvation, the foundation of who we are as people and children of God is, is established on who God is. And, and, and I say the word is, and I want to emphasize that it's not who God was. It's not who God was when you were four or five years old. It's who God is today. In fact, God told Moses, this is how you're supposed to reveal me to my people. He said, I am has sent me. God, I am that I am. In other words, God is a very present help in the time of trouble, the psalmist said. And really, that's really true. He's a present God. He is, he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He has not changed. And, and so I can stand in who God is. 
God is the Redeemer. He is the author and the finisher of our faith. He is, and I want you to, as I just say, state, made that statement, let me just stop for a second. He's the author of our faith. He's the finisher of our faith. You can't have faith until you understand who he is a little bit. Now, your faith will grow the more that you know him. Uh, and let me give you an example of what I mean by that. When my oldest son was probably two or three years old, we were living in Kansas City at the time, and in our backyard we had a swimming pool. And uh, it was a four-foot swimming pool, and he would just, he wanted to jump off, and so he'd stand on the ledge, and he would jump into my arms. Well, the first couple of times we had to, you know, prod him to, to go ahead, go ahead, you can do it. Dad's right here. I'll catch you. You're not going to. And so, but after a couple of times, uh, he realized that he was jumping into safe arms. And then after a little bit of time, he just became so trustworthy that he, he didn't even think about it. He just began to jump in the water. And that's, and, and so did his faith grow? His faith grew in me. His confidence grew in me. And the same thing happens with us and, and God. We, he's standing in the water of the pool, if you will. And he's saying, just jump. I'll catch you. I've got you. And, and we're trepidatious at first, and, and we're a little bit nervous and maybe even scared. But we take that first jump, and he catches us. And the more times that we jump off the ledge of the pool into his arms, the more faith that builds up and the confidence that he's going to take care of us. So I want to encourage somebody tonight. Your faith isn't. Your faith can grow, if, you, if, if that's the terminology you want to... It becomes stronger as you leap into his arms more and more. So take the opportunity almost on a daily basis. Lord, I want to jump a little bit further into your arms, knowing that you're going to catch me. And the more I jump, the stronger I become. And the stronger I become, uh, now, you know, Owen can swim wherever he wants to swim. He's he's strong enough so he's gotten used to uh, being where he w was with me. And then all of a sudden, he's able to... Um, operate in in a pool on his own okay that's exactly how god wants us now if owen went and turned around and decided he's going to jump into the middle of the ocean he's going to have to find somebody else to find confidence in it just kind of keeps growing well that's the way it is with god we start in the shallow end of the pool then we move to the deeper end of the pool then we move to lakes rivers and even into the ocean and, and like the song says take me where my feet can't even touch and, and, and let, get me to a place where I'm totally trusting in you. Well, what is that? That's faith. And that's faith that's being activated based on what we have heard of God. And, and God, when God leads us into these places, if we'll just trust him, that's an activation of our faith. And when our faith is activated, then that releases God to do some amazing things in our lives. And grace is magnified and mercy is magnified and anointing is magnified and glory is magnified. All because we changed the way that we thought at the very beginning and we grew in him and became more trust, trusting of him. I also find it interesting that the word translated assurance means an act of certainty that what God has promised will come to pass despite our not yet seeing it. There are still some promises that God has placed in my life that I've not seen, but someday they're going to come to pass. And someday, and sometime, they, they may not even be revealed the same way that I think the promise is going to come. But, but I believe that the promise is still there. And because of that, I can act like it's going to happen because I've got an assurance and it's an act of assurance or an act of confidence 
that if God said it, he's going to do it. Now, I'll tell you how that is borne out or how that is strengthened in your life. From time to time, you have to sit down and look back and see where God has brought you from. Okay, God, God does some things in your life to build you a foundation for which you can activate that faith or that, that assurance, that confidence, that trust in him based on him fulfilling his promises. I can look back now tonight after all of these years of serving him and my hair is getting a little grayer and I'm getting a little bit older and I've seen a few things a time or two and I've been around the block a couple times now. And looking back, I can see where God was maneuvering me in situations and I was making decisions that I thought I was making on my own or in, with my wife or, or in, in our journey together or in our family. Uh, but looking back, it was God that was funneling me to a decision point. Uh, and I made the decision based off of what God was leading me to do. And now looking back, I can say it was God and God alone. And he opened up doors and opportunities that I never would have had had I not been led that direction or made that decision. So <clears throat> I can now look back and say, well, if he did it all of these years, why won't he do it now? If he led me down the path that I'm at now, why won't he continue to lead me? So I have a strong confidence, a strong faith, if you will, an assurance that even though I don't see necessarily how it's all going to come to pass, I have an assurance that it's going to be because, you know, 30 years ago when I started my ministry, I didn't know how it was going to come to pass, but he's brought me every step of the way. And he's opened up the right door at the right time. And he's led me down the right path at the right time. And now that I'm looking back, I have no regrets because God is, has maneuvered me almost as a, piece, a chess piece on a chessboard to be in a position to accomplish what I'm accomplishing now at 50 years old. It's been a blessing of God. And so now for the next 35 or 40 years, however long the Lord has, if he should tarry, he can lead and direct me. And I'm more quick to respond, yes, Lord, let's go this way, because I've looked back and I've seen, if I wouldn't have hesitated there, God was already doing it, and he finally twisted my arm, if you will. He finally made sense to me, and I just did it. Well, now I've got a, an active assurance that even though I don't see it, God's still going to do it. And, and really, that's what faith comes down to. It's the building of confidence and trust in God, in him. Uh, I, I wish we could say that, you know, uh, our fellow man and uh, can be trustworthy all the time, but it doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter how nice of a guy or a nice of a lady you are. Somewhere along the line, all of us fail. All of us have offended somebody at some point in time. All of us have given somebody reason not to place faith or confidence in because we're, we're human. We're frail. Uh, we, the Bible says this, we come short of the glory of God, but there is somebody that is trustworthy. That is that you can place your confidence in his name is Jesus. And when you do that, just wait to see what happens when you place that faith in him. And when that faith becomes active, I want to challenge somebody this week who has, has been struggling because of what you're seeing in your life. Maybe you have a doctor's report that's not very good. Maybe your job situation is a little bit unsettled. Maybe you're just feeling a little bit of the depression and the despair of this pandemic and all that that entails. 
and your kids are at home and not at school and all kinds of things are going on, I just want to encourage you to let God shift your thinking. Let God transform the way you're thinking right now. Uh, fulfill Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Be renewed by your mind, and when that mind gets renewed, begin once again to place your confidence in him. And when you place that confidence in him, what you're really doing is you're activating your faith. And when you activate that faith or express that faith, faith, you are releasing the presence of God to begin to move in your life like never before. I believe in this day and this hour, uh, I believe the Lord says in his word, when he comes, will he find faith? I believe, uh, spiritually speaking, that the church is standing uh, at the precipice of the Lord's return. I believe that strongly. I believe that it could be any moment. It could be a hundred years from now. I, I don't have any clue as far as the actual return of the Lord. Uh, the signs of the times are everywhere, but they've been everywhere for quite a while. Uh, and, and so I'm not here to give you a prophetic date that the Lord is going to return, but I am going to tell you this. My prayer is the same as the Apostle John's at the close of Revelation that said, even Lord, even so, Lord, come quickly. <clears throat> and, and I'm sure that he was talking about his the return from uh, what we would call the rapture. But I believe also this, that Jesus wants to come into our lives. He wants to come into our churches. He wants to come into our communities. And for so many years, we have asked him out to, to move out. We have taken prayer out of the schools in a lot of cases. We have closed down some of the things that uh, normally would have been a Jesus place or a Jesus centered. In fact, uh, there's a lot of people that are saying now that we are living in a post-Christian uh, era in America. Um, and, and so we've taken the Ten Commandments and things. And I believe that Jesus wants to show up on our scene again. And he's asking the church to cry out, even so, Lord Jesus, come quickly. And uh, I believe what God has been doing over the last several weeks uh, if not months, is he has been transforming or trying to transform the way that we think so that when our thinking is right, our confidence and our trust is right. And when our confidence, our trust is right, that means we have faith and our expression of faith will then release him to activate all of heaven. And I believe that there is is going to be, we're already seeing it, but it's going to be magnified and we're going to be hearing all kinds of things in the coming weeks of the kingdom of God exploding in this natural world. Uh, I say that based on the promises of the word of God. And the promises of the word of God are simply that. He that, that, that's going to please him. Uh, we read it in verse 6. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he is a rewarder of them who sincerely seek him. Okay, if we're sincerely seeking him, we're activating our faith. And if we're sincerely seeking him, the Bible promises us that he's a rewarder of them that do so. And uh, I pray that the rewards are more people coming to him, a harvest that we've not seen, a revival that we've not experienced. There's been so many eras of the church throughout the history of the church that I, I believe that this is going to be another era should the Lord tarry. Uh, and if the Lord doesn't tarry, I believe the Lord's going to give us a mighty, mighty revival leading up to the rapture of the church. I believe that God is on the move. I believe that God is shaking everything that can be shaken so that the things that cannot be shaken will still remain. 
I believe that the word of God, I believe that the church of God is going to be standing strong when the temp tempest of the uh, of the present day subsides. We're going to come out on top because of the faith that we are activating uh, through the power of God in our lives. Uh, I'm praying that that somewhere in the next couple of days that that uh, in the midst of whatever you're going, everybody's going through something right now and everybody's dealing with something. And some of us are dealing with some things that are stronger, uh, supposedly, than others. But all of us are dealing with something. And if we're not dealing with something tonight, just get ready. You're going to deal with something coming up because that's the way life operates. We all go through uh, all kinds of things. But here's what. But we here's here's the the blessing that we have is that the Bible promises us that He will be there with us. What you're going through tonight. He's going through it with you. Where you're at tonight, he's right there. You may not sense him, you may not see him, but he's right there. I have faith, I have confidence, and I have trust that his promise is true because he's kept his promise so many times before. His word has been so true, and it's never failed. It's always been strong. It's always been true. It's always come through everything, and it will again. And so you can rest assured that if you're seeking him, uh, sincerely seeking him uh, because you realize that he is who he is, your faith will be activated. And the Bible says, by faith you're saved, or for by grace you're saved through faith. And your faith activated will release grace into your life. I, I don't know, again, I've said it a couple times tonight, but I don't know what you're dealing with, but there's something in my spirit that wants to challenge somebody that watches this or listens to this on the podcast that stop becoming so consumed with the things of the world and become consumed with him. Um, there, there's, there's, a, there's a move in the spirit right now that is calling us to a new focus, a new commitment, um, a new uh, demonstration of faith, and that's why we need to know that faith is simply the confidence. It's based off of your perception of God, your confidence, and your reliance on Him. Uh, the Proverbs, uh, Proverbs 3 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your path in all your ways. We like to acknowledge Him in some of our ways, but I believe that God is calling us to acknowledge Him in all our ways because I believe that God is... Uh, wanting to use us to reveal himself to the world. And so uh, what you're going through right now, uh, as one old timer said, if, it, if you're going through hell, keep on going. Uh, just keep walking. Just keep moving. He's right there with you, uh, and he'll always be there. My prayer tonight is simply, Lord, let faith arise. We, we sing that song. I can't remember the song. I just know the, the, the bridge of it is let faith arise. Let faith come to the forefront. Let the, the, the faith in God supersede the pandemic. Let faith in God supersede our family relations. Let, let the faith uh, arise so that uh, God supersedes all of our business transactions and all of our home transactions and our friendships and, and everything that's going on in the world today. All of the sickness, all of the disease, all of the, the despair and the depression, Jesus will be there with us if we just allow 
our perspective to change into the things of God so that our faith is activated. Praise God. I want to pray uh, over you tonight and with you, if you would, uh, because I believe that God is speaking to some people uh, in this day and age. Jesus, uh, I'm asking you, Lord, to find faith in us. I'm asking you to activate our faith. I'm asking you to speak to us so that our minds and our hearts can be transformed into uh, proper thinking, proper perspective. Uh, you are in control. You're bigger than my problems. You're bigger than my circumstance. You're bigger than my heartache. You're bigger than my depression. You're bigger than my despair. Uh, you're bigger than all things, God. You're the biggest and the strongest and the most trustworthy. And because of that, no matter what I'm going through, I'm going to serve you. No matter what I'm going through, I'm going to worship you. No matter what I'm dealing with, God, I want to be faithful to your word, to your people, and to you, O oh God. I'm asking you to raise the faith level of those that are hearing this and watching this. Uh, and I'm asking you to raise it so that we can activate your presence because your word says that if we will seek you, we will find you. That, that because we have believed that you are and we're seeking you, you are a rewarder of them that do so. And so, Lord, I'm, I'm looking for great revelation. I'm looking to see you like we've never seen you before. I want to experience your kingdom like we've never experienced it before. I want to see new revelation like never before. God, my faith is in you in this hour, in this day. Should you come back, Lord God, for your church, I want to be faithful. I want you to find faith in me. I want you to find faith at Spirit of Grace Church. I want you to find faith in those that are listening and hearing this all across the world tonight and on podcast. I'm asking you, Lord, to just have your way in our lives and allow faith to be magnified so that you are free to do what you want to do. Our heart belongs to you. Our way belongs to you. Our dreams belong to you. Our calendar belongs to you. Our resource belongs to you. And Lord, we submit ourselves to you one more time. We'll be faithful, Lord, to give you praise and glory and honor. All dominion and power is yours. We'll love you forever. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Pray, please remember to have faith this week. And then also remember our announcements at the beginning about our concert on the 5th and the 6th. Join us at spiritofgracechurch.org. Also on that website, if you're interested, uh, a lady in our church is very faithful to upload a daily devotion that I send out to our church members. It's on there under daily devotions. And uh, I pray that you'll be blessed by it. God bless you all. And uh, if the Lord should tarry, we'll see you again on Sunday.